both of you so much. That sucks. Welcome to Minnesota 113. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 113. Boys, today we're back on Bigfoot Watch. I have a video for you. Yes. Bigfoot has been seen again, this time filmed and watched as a as a big game hunter was out, saw or heard something moving, he dipped into a bush, and when he saw what he what he we see here on camera, uh, is what we get. I clicked so the link this, and I got the "Give Namor his penis back" tweet again. Yeah, that's not the right link, <laughs> and you should. That's a whole other cryptid story. And you, and you know what? You should. Go. What happened to that man's Deep. penis? You there should. you go. Uh, this is a video okay, that you can ex- describe what you see when it is playing. You can skip ahead to. A minute, 55 okay, so seconds. Okay, so for the beginning of this, the first at least minute, yeah, 50 yeah. seconds, is text saying a man sent the footage to these people, and he thinks it might We're be- We're like Far Cry Appalachia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's ducking behind a tree. I can see- Oh, he's zooming in. Oh, yeah. Yo. Yo, this is pretty good. <laughs> this is like a skulky- You know like how Charlie Brown walks when he's sad? <laughs> yeah yeah that's what this that's what this bigfoot's doing yeah he's, he's, he's looking walking depressed along, walking he by looks, he looks big and he looks well defined and i can see his sloping silverback like head he looks <laughs> good and you would get a good to watch him walk for a good while and then he turns into the trees and we uh we lose sight as he like pushes like a branch out of the way that is not uh, whatever bad. this thing is not a bad video it's obviously not conclusive that this is. It's not a bear. Clearly, this is not a bear walking on its hind legs. No way. Um, that's a. That's this like is a man in a suit. A... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it could I mean, be. I mean, it could be. It could be. It could be a man in a suit. Like that's exactly what this could be. Um, the the way this guy films it, though, I, I appreciate. He actually gives a clear shot. Tries so to if get it is a man, close. Yeah. Yeah, we're currently like the part in the video about a minute fifty eight in. He starts like moving up, trying to follow it. Uh, but it's not it looks super like he blurry. Loses yeah, it's not super blurry. He looks like he loses track of it. And yeah, and then the rest of the video is stabilization. Uh, it's a freeze frame that you can look at, but it's, again, really hard to tell uh, what we're looking at. But hey, hey, out of the many different Bigfoot videos we've seen the past, like, three or four of them, shall we say, this is maybe the best one by far. The last uh, one, I think, was like a pixelated Best in clarity, blur. yes. Absolutely. Yes, in terms of visuals. Not, you know, not most convincing. What is the most convincing Bigfoot video you've ever seen, Jesse? I've never seen one that's convinced me, not once. What about the one where they're throwing where it's throwing the tree? That was pretty good. That was that was a something. I don't know what that was, but yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's all I got. There's nothing, unfortunately, for complete uh, total clarity. The man didn't give his name. He didn't give where he was hunting. He didn't give uh, like anything other than he was hunting and he caught this on video and that's all it said. So there's sure. there's no information on who the individual who took this video is, if he actually was hunting. Is it just a hoax he's doing? Who knows? Obviously. I mean, like but, props to the look of it, at least like if it's a hoax and if not, like, damn, that looks good. It made it to coast to coast articles, you know, so like they got that. Love to see it. Them, so that's all I got. Where, boys, where was that the, again? Uh, where is this happening? Good question. We don't know. Oh, OK. <laughs> the, the, the guy didn't specify anything other than he was out hunting. He's I'm a big so game hunter. Sure. Yeah. OK. And it was just him. I just want to say, um, um, I love the end of this video. It says what's real to you is fake to others and what's fake no, to you that is not is real to others 
Which that's a bad motto to live by. A terrible motto. Please don't live by like Truly that terrible. motto. It's a horrible. That's dangerous. Honestly, it's Scientology. Very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. what is reality? Our own perception of what real. Like that's you're in no. dangerous territory. The yeah, stabilized very... footage looks pretty dang good, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I I am intrigued. It is. It's one of the videos that I think I file into worth seeing. Yeah, whatever that is, it's really there. It's actually there. It's not like, yeah, exactly. That's all I got, though, boys. So either one of you Alex, can take it can off I, my hands Can I go point. next, please? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Mine is so stupid anyway. Could the Tibetan brown Mine bear explain sightings of Bigfoot and the Yeti? I figured that would be a good follow-up. Oh, <clears throat> my gosh. Yes. A conservation researcher believes that a rarely seen species of bear could account for sightings of the legendary creature. Believed to reside in the remote mountains and forests of Tibet, Bhutan, and Nepal, the Yeti is long remained a spiritual and cultural staple for the people who live there. But, while local people are adamant the Yeti exists, Madhu Chitri, a researcher at Nepal's National Trust for Nature Conservation, believes the sightings of the creature are actually the Tibetan brown bear, an extremely rare and endangered species that still clings on in the region. Because they have a footprint that looks very similar, and they're bipedal, and physically they are described as being something of kind of like a big, tall, walking thing. <laughs> Local people, particularly nomadic families, have shown me several times hair samples and footprints of a Tibetan brown bear in the highland pastures saying it belongs to a yeti. But I've concluded, after doing research, that it is the brown bear. Also, signs of digging for Himalayan marmots can be seen in Upper Mustang. Uh, people generally say this is done by uh, the Yeti, or Mithay, as they say. It could certainly be argued that the bears themselves are just as elusive as a Yeti, probably even more important than a Yeti, with uh, a 2011 list of threatened species saying that only 20 live in the entire country. Damn. Damn. He so was, they might as well just be Bigfoot. At yeah, this I mean, right, exactly. except it's not the explanation of like, it's Bigfoot. It's like an extremely rare breed of bear that no longer exists, barely, um, huh. which is kind of like a Bigfoot. You could just call it a Bigfoot. And we, I would be like, you're right. You know what you I mean? You say Bigfooto. I say Bigfoto. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let's call the whole thing off. So that yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just stop caring about Bigfoot forever. That's on somebody who wants to hide the truth. Jesse. I was just, that was a song joke, but you know, like it's, oh, it's well, fine. I don't listen to music very much either. So yeah, it's fine. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, we're in there. We know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and so here, they're I, saying, us they're saying that, yeah, look, it's a rare thing and could be just as rare as an elusive Bigfoot, but it's certainly not a Bigfoot or a Yeti. Yeah. I, uh, I talked, I touched on that briefly in the big feet episode about how, like when you look at a bear sitting, it looks like yeah. a dude sitting. And that alone is, like, enough mm -hmm. for, like, being over 100 yards away, right? Sure. And I would, uh, and I love the idea that, that it's fun to be like, look, it's not like a mystical creature. It's just like a very, very rare actual living thing, which to me, you know, is kind of Bigfooty in itself. I like that. Love that. Very in the spirit of Bigfoot if there was, like, a mundane explanation for Bigfoot mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not the reality that the Bigfoot is an interdimensional being that's here to bring peace to everyone he meets. Thank you. Thank I've you, never... No, I know I know Bigfoot. He kills. I've seen... Big, we watched that movie. Bigfoot is a mass murderer. 
Only the the yeah, but only the suburban Bigfoots are murderers, apparently. So right, that's what happens right. to everybody who lives in the suburbs. Um, that's a suburban Sasquatch. It's the right very suburban Sasquatch, breed. Bostonian Bigfoot. Yeah, Bostonian Same. Bigfoot, suburban Sasquatch. Yeah. I'm a suburban yeah. Sasquatch. I'm Harry and the Henderson. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So I don't like to get super political on this show, but today I'm going to talk. What? Today? Why are you kidding? Wait, that's a big surprise. Yeah. Today I'm going to talk about something lightly political. Um, if you know what's going on in Georgia, you know that there is an election between Warnock and Walker that has gone into a runoff that's going to be happening in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, one, one candidate is extremely qualified and the other is not. Uh, I don't know what you mean. uh, I don't know what you mean. I don't know. I have, I don't, I wouldn't normally just put a quote from Herschel Walker as my story today, (laughs) but I just, I'm going to just put it here and I want you guys to listen to it. And then maybe Dean can grab it and chuck it in so that the people can hear it as well. I don't know. It's not really a political message that I'm really trying to get across here. I just (laughs) want you guys to, what is this about to say? I just want you to give this a listen. It's pretty long. But it's actually unbelievable that it actually is a real clip. So right, I just hold want on. you guys to just react to it live. Maybe like sync up together and press play on it together so you guys can be. He is, he is at the moment baffled that a werewolf can kill a vampire in this press conference. What? Gotta, it's only been a minute and I'm in like, I feel like it's been 10. Wait till he wraps. Wait till you see where he's going with this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh. Yep. Not done yet. I think he complimented Warnock there. I don't he said you have to have faith and uh he has the 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 power of faith is what's going to get you through it, I guess is the vibe. So I don't know why there's like this huge extended vampire metaphor here. I'm not sure. My question was, what do you think he's talking about? What like show do you think he's talking about? My first question. Um, and number I, two. I, okay. I got it. Yeah. And number two is like, what's going on with this guy? Uh, clearly concussions, uh, multiple. Yeah. Well, maybe that. Never that. Been I mean, like, what do you, do you think this <laughs> like, guy just wants to be in politics? Like. What do no, you think's going I mean, on with this guy? I think he's, I think he's, I mean, if we want, if we're talking politics, I think he's a tool of the GOP or at least was for a good while. Um, now he's mostly worthless to them uh, because they've lost the Senate at this point. Uh, I don't know if he wants, I think he enjoys being in front of a camera. I think he enjoys the attention and I think he enjoys the whatever bizarre popularity he's getting from this. But I don't even know if he knows what the fuck he's doing right now. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, trying to like, save us from internet trolls i feel like uh him as a person has the exact same qualifications that the three of us have to run for office like yeah i could sit up there and say we're more qualified i can sit up there and tell you a story he's richer though so that makes him more qualified according to the united Ooh, states fair point yeah. unfortunate so but i feel like i could get up there and tell you a story about the movie i saw literally all he's doing is retelling fright night he is literally just verbatim telling the movie to people as a a way to say in the movie they didn't have faith or religion, but you know we have to have faith. That think that's the point of this. 
But it'd be just like if I told you about the time I saw Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, and then like at the end was like, and that's why, just like Doctor Jones and his father, the family is important. Like that's it's yeah. the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You put that in perspective. It for is me. exactly what he's doing. It's why nonsense. Do you think he's, why do you think he said vampires are cool? Because cool I think he genuinely thinks that, that again. He just likes. Yeah, I think he's like he vampires are cool. Yeah, I think just like if I were to sit up there and be like. I love archaeologists. I think they're cool as shit. Tomb raiding, not a fan of it. But when Dr. Jones does it, I'm behind him all the way. Like, I'd be, <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. I just can't imagine seeing this and being like, yeah, I'm going to vote for this. Send him to Washington, baby. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, man, that's insanity. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I, like it was, he's a just, he, you're right. He is a disingenuous pick. Right. Yeah. He was picked mm -hmm. as sort of like a we need uh, like a black man to go against a black man in a like, you know, I, I it's a weird it's a weird vibe. It's it's like the r slash conspiracy vibe. Hardcore. But uh, I just thought I'd bring it up because it's kind of a weird thing. And I was wondering if I could get people talking about this somewhere. I mean, all you need to know the, at the end of the day, literally it was Donald Trump like this guy. And so they got behind him. And now. Everyone is slowly turning on him. him. Yo, like, hey, hi. If we're going to be here, I am living for watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump announcing his present city run yesterday was just the, this is the beginning of it all. And people trying to leave early. All I'm saying is, look, I have no problem. Democrat, Republican, I don't care. Trump fan, you and I are going to disagree for life. I don't, I, yeah. we, like, we will never see eye to eye. I yeah crave his downfall so you thought that was yeah. good if you thought that was a good use of vampire analogy <laughs> i don't know what to we say we can't talk but we can't there's talk. something going I on i am like a vampire connoisseur there's like uh, a real conspiracy theory going on in georgia right now i don't know what it is what do you mean that, what are you talking what are you trying to say alex because to me i feel like you're trying to say that this dude is a vampire or something what no, are you trying no, to no no i'm just i'm just saying that guy is not is obviously not up for election for any legitimate reason. Uh, here's the thing, and I, I'm, and I mean this honestly. I think a lot of the time we sometimes put people on a pedestal of like running for office and they what we think they should be. But at the end of the day, we are. <laughs> I don't, I don't hold on. <laughs> at the end of the day, we are republic, and a republic yeah. is you are represented by the people who you think are most similar to you. So all I'm sure. saying is the man must have a constituency and I am not saying they're the brightest in the world, but they definitely get what's going on. He Maybe. may not speak to us, but somewhere out there, there is a constituency of people who are like, damn right. I want to be a werewolf. This man knows what's up. If we think we asked that person or whatever, whoever those people are to explain what he said to us, they could do it in a way that makes sense. I'm just saying, no, I don't think so. I think it's just I think it's just the reason I'm bringing it up here in in Chiluminati is because to me it seems clear that if they want if this wasn't some sort of genuine actual like conspiracy by people in politics. What do you mean? What do you I don't know what you they, mean by this. Like have you seen the movie The Producers? No. Sure. Yeah, yes. like there's like something going on there no. with that election. Other no, than that, then other than that, this is like a grassroots candidate that came up and got put into this position. No, he literally was chosen because one man said, I like that guy. 
And because he specifically kissed Trump's ass and says things that he knows his base wants to hear. Right. Which is which which I'm saying is corrupt and not above board and not good. And if you want to see I'm just but I'm saying if you want to see what that shit looks like in real life, the closest thing that you're going to get to people in the government working against your interest for weird things. This guy rambling about vampires into a microphone and thinking he's going to get elected is it. This is he it. may he may win, dude. He may win. Think about that. There's a runoff in December. He may win. Yeah, think think about oh, that. God. That's what I'm saying. People elect people that represent them, and I'm not gonna like crap on the people of Georgia, but it was almost a tie, y'all. So you know, I'm saying what I'm let's saying. Let's not even let's not even get into the states that were like maybe we should keep slavery around. <laughs> let's not even. I live in it. I live in one. No, let's not get into that. <laughs> Uh, I'll see you guys later. Let's get it. All right, thank you guys for listening. We <laughs> love you. We're out of here. Yeah, that's it. Alex, uh, Alex brought it to Alex an end the way possible. A can real. of gasoline into this room. I can't yeah. wait for Reddit to be like, I have uh, thoughts. Bigfoot's real. Or we're going to get uh, re- re- reviews, reviews that are going to be mad about our political opinions. <laughs> I don't think anybody, if you're mad about my political Dude, opinions. The last two care. negative reviews we got because we say, we say fuck too much. We, we you do, not me. I do say it a lot. It's true. It falls. It falls out of my mouth accidentally. I know. I know what's going on. I know what's up. I don't say nothing. All right. Anyway, we love you. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with a brand new mini. So thank you so much for the support on Patreon. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back Aww. to a mini. So no, that's it's. You can't make it that yeah. weird. How is that any weirder than I've ever done it? Yeah. 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 The like weird like, like that's it's not it's like Elvis, dude. He saw Elvis. Oh, oh, I've been fucked there. by the ghost of Elvis. Oh, there, pretty yeah. So we're doing this right after the ghost sexual encounters episode. So today I'm bringing a ghost mini. So not sexual encounters. So if you're listening in the future and you tried to forget that episode, we're back, baby. Yo, it's back, baby. Here we are uh, on Argentina security camera, hospital security camera. A security guard was caught interacting with what he later said was what he thought was a patient uh, guiding them through. But in the video, he's sitting there speaking with nobody. Um, let's go ahead and I'll, I'll hook up the video to you all. Of okay. course, since it's like gotten up, it's hands on by like a, a YouTube channel is like spooky music thrown over it. But let's go ahead and throw that in there. Okay. Uh, I'll throw he's he goes in. Where is he? So he walks in almost right away because he sees the automatic doors open. Yep. And you see him walk over. He's like, somebody's there. He opens the security thing. He's asking he questions. It. Yep. Yeah. He's like talking to him, marking things on a on a board, on a clipboard that he's holding. Opens the thing. Yeah. yeah looks like he's asking quite. Yeah, he's giving directions now. He's pointing out and it looks like he was like listening to them speak. Pointed, uh, pointed it out. <laughs> Closed up the little security band. Yeah, this is and, wild. Uh, yeah, he's he like, points off and then he walks away. And that's it. Yeah. He sits back down at his desk and... Um, Oh, he puts his clipboard back down and he walks down the hallway, I guess. I'm trying to see, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, he's got a wheelchair now. He went over, he, like, got called over to another camera. No, yeah, he was, he looks like he just offered them a wheelchair and they yeah. said no. So he pointed down the hallway, put the wheelchair back and, uh. God, how dope would it have been if the wheelchair just went it. up by itself? Right? And that's it. That's it right there. That's the whole video. D- Jesse, did you see the whole thing? Have you gone through it yet? Yeah, I'm more obsessed cool, with cool. the fact, like, the rest, most of the video... Most of the video, I would say, if you did not include the first, I don't know, four seconds, 
I would be like, oh, this is just a guy practice talking or practice like. No, but you, you know. see the door open. But the beginning of it is literally he's sitting at the desk and then ding, ding, door opens. Like one of those sliding doors, it opens. He gets he up, walks. Seem, he has like great body language. Like he doesn't. Yeah, really, he's like chill. very comfortable. Like, uh, he walks up right. to it. Yep. Opens uh, up the thing like you coming in. Here's the thing. Also, he could just be like, uh, oh, it's the ghost again. I got to let him in. Like, I don't. It's so true. weird. Uh, yeah, so this all happened around 3 in the morning, he says, and this took place at the Finochietto Sanatorium in the city of Buenos Aires, and the guard says that he was at the hospital's front desk at 3 a.m. when an elderly woman entered through the automatic doors and explained that she had left something behind in her room. He subsequently took down her information and directed her into the building to retrieve the forgotten item. When the woman did not return a few hours later, he called the floor where she was headed and received a stunning response. The security guard was informed that no such woman had visited the floor that night, which understandably piqued his curiosity. Going back to his paperwork from where when she entered the building, he told them the name of the woman and that uh, she had stayed in room 915. In what was likely a very earth-shattering experience for the man, the staff on the floor told him that person was a patient who had died three hours before that Whoa. he encountered her in the front lobby. Well, this would normally be a fantastic tale worthy of an evening campfire. What makes the guard's account particularly compelling is that his exchange with the woman was actually filmed by the hospital security cameras. Uh, so that's the backstory. Some woman that's like maybe died three hours ago and doesn't even know she's necessarily dead comes on through and uh, directs her to where she was. And then she never came back. Absolutely so, insane. That's one of, the this acting is, is very good if it's fake. If it's fake, the acting is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Everything about this is like maybe one of the best ghost videos I've seen modern day. One hundred like in the past five years at least. This is probably like one of the best because it's not. It's there's nothing crazy happening here. The only thing that moves on its own is the automatic doors. Everything else is him doing his job more or less. It's very very cool and very bizarre. Yeah, it. it I that's my favorite type of like ghost evidence is something like that where it's like I'm surprised this isn't this will make it on chill uh, top five Dukes nukes nukes, nukes top five not Did Dukes nukes it? top five yeah. we'll see this on nukes top five no this is clearly a chills chills yeah all right this he is a chills episode to go open the door <laughs> room nine fifteen <laughs> uh who is yeah that's talking it. I, my to? thoughts are I really love this this is like the most convincing like that I've seen of like a ghost video simply because. Glorious. It's very nonchalant. Yeah. It's very like guy is very clearly doing his job and doesn't think anything of what's happening. <laughs> he, he only calls down hours after the lady hasn't come back. Doesn't feel cinematic or phony. None at all. Yeah, yeah. What do you, Jesse? You kind of stay quiet. How do you feel about the video? I think it's fascinating. I have no, I, I have no idea what any of it means. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. But like I said, if the first four or so seconds weren't there, this could easily just be seen as a guy. Like, I could say, oh, this is a guy doing a bit. Like, he's psyching mm -hmm. himself up or he's practicing or whatever. For sure. But the door opens, the man reacts to the door opening, and, like, a whole thing ensues. So yeah. either this is an elaborate hoax or it's something totally crazy, which either way, I'm here for. So, like, yeah, it's interesting. It that's, that's, if, you, if this is a hoax, I applaud you. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's all, like, that's genius all it idea takes is something simple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Genius idea. All right, well, that's it. Uh, I'll hand it off to either of you gentlemen. Uh, whoever wants to take it, take it away. I got more I got more ghosts. I'm in. More ghosts? Yeah, so shout-outs to Paul Seaburn. He's a guy who writes articles at Mysterious Universe. Shout-outs to this person because he used a headline for a co collection of stories on the same topic. Haunted Doll Week. They're moving, they're falling, and they're breaking out of displays. We'd love to see it. All uh, right. Haunted Doll Week? 
Yeah, it's Haunted Doll Week at MysteriousUniverse.com. So he gave us three three separate stories. I have evidence for each one of them so we can look at it. Uh, So the first one is uh, the same type of Raggedy Ann doll as Annabelle, the like Warren's doll. The real Annabelle, not the movie Annabelle. Yeah. This this one, though, it's in Yorkshire. It's in the collection of, uh, what is it? Lizzie? Lee and Lindsay Steer. Okay. They run the Museum of Haunted Objects out of their house. And uh, at this place, they have this doll. And uh, it here's a quote uh, here from, from based on this footage. I'll send you the footage, and then I'll read the quote. So here is the footage so you guys can watch it for yourselves. And the quote is, She shouldn't have fallen legs first because her head is heavier than her legs. It looks as though she's sort of twisting her legs to come out first, stepping out. It wasn't a natural way to fall. It was very, very bizarre. That's what she said to the mirror. I'm watching the video. Yeah. Apparently, this wasn't a big deal for them because it's something that happens all the time. So they just picked him up and put him back. But the footage is there. Hmm. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going back. I'm going back. I mean, okay. Okay. Uh, It looks... Okay. I don't know, man. This This is like... It looks like it just fell forward. The right. head hit the glass and it wasn't shut all the way, which may have been done on purpose. And then it just kind of falls out of the glass. I don't necessarily think this is like weird. I think the head opens the glass enough for the leg to fall out. Like watch the head hit the glass, push it. Then the leg topples out. And that's like the weight and the momentum carries it all the rest of the way. Simultaneously, though, if you were a Toy Story and you were made of what this was made of. Uh-huh, Your head uh-huh. might be the best way to push open the glass so that you could step down off the couch. Off the, but the stories the of Annabelle involve her standing in the hallway watching people. Yeah, like, no, this is a different Annabelle. This is a different, uh, this is the same type oh, of this doll. Is not a, okay, okay, gotcha. Not this the is, same version. This is a doll called Annabelle, but okay. it's not that doll called Annabelle. Okay. Uh, apparently, some other things have been happening uh, in the week since that happened. Things have been getting really serious. She said, we're used to dealing with this kind of thing. It's getting more and more intense. It's building up energy big time. The museum is getting more and more dangerous and things are getting physical. So it's getting wild over there. She said something grabbed her neck, squeezed it pretty hard. So mm-hmm. she, she's worried. Um, she says she's worried that she might have to call a demonologist if it gets wild. Um, but that's a different story because this other guy's definitely called a demonologist more than once. Number two, Mathis's favorite guy in the uh, paranormal world. <laughs> yeah, Zach Bagans. Zach yeah, Bagans yeah. owns the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Yes, he does. Um, and he has these dolls and he keeps them under 24-hour security watch and it's all very serious and he takes tour groups through the room and uh, this, this doll, uh, I don't know if we have the name of this doll, uh, but this one also... Uh, falls off the shelf, except according to Zach Bagans, uh, what's creepier, he says it rolls over without anyone touching it after a few moments on the ground. So that's how he sort of justifies the fact that it's not just a doll falling off a shelf from somebody stomping hard. Uh, you, so I have is there some, footage? I was about to say, yeah, yeah, is there footage? I have some TMG, I have some TMG, TMZ footage of this. Actually, a couple clips are on this page if you can get them to load. TMZ has a fucking terrible video player. But that top uh, one has the the doll falling, and there's like a couple other things that happen. Um, but this one's pretty. It's got to watch this this uh, ad for champagne. This one's first. pretty standard, I would say. But yeah, it's true. The doll does kind of like move a little bit more after it feels like maybe it should be moving. 
But I don't know if it's enough to say definitively that it looks paranormal to me. You guys can tell me what you think. There's also seems to be some kind of weird like artifacting on the footage that's not doing it any favors. So I don't know, but you guys tell this me. This little like little gentleman doll that falls off the shelf. Yep, that's the one. It just yeah, it just kind of falls over. It's not all of these. This is the problem. Is like they all look like the weight of the head has been very like slowly inching, and then when they fall, it's always the head that goes first. Watch, it's the same thing. And the weight takes it over and it hits the ground. Well, if you scroll down a little longer, there's another clip of a guy who okay. I believe is uh, in the museum. It might be Zach himself taking pictures of like Does dolls. Does he say stop it? Is this the one that says stop yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, it's a doll that says stop it when he gets near its case. So you can you can, uh, you can can take a look at that one too and tell me what you think. I, I don't know. It looks all right to me. Yeah, this is Zach, I think. Yeah. It just looks like a typical clip of somebody getting scared of something. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm listening right now. Yeah. Wait, wait. I don't know. Yeah, okay, okay. At 26 seconds, go to, you can just replay it a couple times. Because he goes, what? Like, but you can hear a little, like, female voice or something saying something, and he responds to it. And it it's sounds bizarre. like, stop it? Do yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yep. Stop it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really sound like stop it to me like a huge amount, but it doesn't not sound like stop it. It's one like of those EVPs it. where it's like clearly a two-syllable whatever. Yeah, I can't be like super sure because I already was looking for stop it when I watched the video the first time. So I don't know, but, but uh, you know. Yeah, that's it. Interesting. That that one's more interesting to me. The, the, uh, the EVP? You like yeah, that? the EVP is way more interesting than a doll falling over, honestly. I like that a little bit better. Oh, it's, I'm finally able to hear the clip again. Yeah, I heard it. Stop it. Uh, okay, mm. and then the last one, this one's pretty good. Okay, so the last one is, here's a quote. I've never seen anything like it. Without a doubt, it is the most haunted item in the UK. A lot of people have experienced it. It is highly active and has never dipped in activity since gaining its attachment, quote unquote. So this is a doll that was recorded by Danny Moss, a couple of years ago, who was a paranormal investigator using an S-Box ghost scanner. Uh, he believes this doll's name is Grace, uh, and it was possessed by the spirit of a witch from the 1600s. He keeps the doll in a box at Tatton Old Hall, uh, which is in Cheshire, uh, in Tatton Park. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I think maybe it's about to move to the old King's Head in Chester, uh, or it has already been moved there. But at the time, we're looking at the Tatton Old Hall version on this Twitter post, uh, and you can hear the ghost say some pretty crazy stuff to him. It's about a minute. Give this a look. Tell me what you guys think. Kind of interesting. And then I'll give you a little bit of follow-up info, and then you tell me what you guys think. All right, they're shouting at the doll saying, Do you want me to release you? Okay, I don't know if that was burn, homie. Let me, let me listen. This sounds like a tech glitch, like a burp. It's, it's a uh, it's a spirit box, so it's yeah. it's not uh, EVP. It's uh, um, pause it real quick for those who don't know what spirit boxes are. They're manually modified radios that consistently just cycle through all the available FMAM stations, and the ghost is supposed to be able to harness the energy and pull words or put words together in the static and through radio stations to respond to your shit. So, yeah, listening to 90% of it is just static. The entire Yelling at them. Yeah, it's yelling like, what do you want to burn? And here's the thing. 
Um, the beginning, the first thing they said they heard, burn. I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, me. I heard the burn pretty good. It's like I didn't hear that at all. I did hear the eyes, but it sounds like if I was gonna pretend to be a demon child, it doesn't sound (laughs) like a voice he would make. Your eyes. It sounds exactly like that. That's exactly how it sounds. It's uh, I mean, here's the thing. Is this a TV show? Uh, no. This is a investigator who does this and. This doll has also been recorded saying from other people that it wanted to reap their eyes or take their eyes. And also before this, that people at the at the place that had it where they were saying that it might even be the guy. I think he might run the whatever. He might own the object. I'm not sure. But he's saying that a couple years ago, they captured a voice saying reap your eyes. And hmm. people who see this doll oftentimes get burning sensations in their eyes. And they had never really thought anything about that until... This moment when it when it said that it wanted to burn your eyes, so there you go. They think it gained its attachment in Ruthen, and over the last few months, we have recorded some good evidence, including knocking sounds and the same voice several times, which has been captured and heard in real time. Uh, we've had knocking sounds and a voice saying "Release me." There's a couple other clips if you follow this hashtag of the ghost, the Grace doll or whatever on Twitter that you can mm-hmm. see of some other things that it said. This um, is, this is a TV show. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Oh, is Prime. that right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. But, uh, oh, The Haunted Hunts is what it's called. Yeah. I think. Mm. Uh, so check it out. And uh, that's that's Doll Week. Yeah, we like it. Jesse, wrap us up. What are you going to end this little mini soda? All with? right. Well, we're not going to talk about ghosts anymore. I'm going to ask you a simple <laughs> question. Guys, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie Ooh. dough. Yeah, like... Uh, like like something rum raisiny, maybe something with a nut cluster in there. Great, yeah. Um, Boost tracks is also up there. Yeah, yeah, you know, like why do you like it? I like the taste. I don't know. Yeah, I just like I like the 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 difference, like the cookie dough adds. I like having something to crunch in my mouth. Sure, like, sure. Like the, the cookie yeah. dough is like a nice, sweet, like little treat. So if you yeah. love those flavors, why do you enjoy other flavors sometimes? Um, let me guess. It's gonna have the same kind of receptors in your brain that all go off over the same shit. Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking you. I don't like I don't know. when you change. As I, I will say this, I don't know why, but as I've gotten older, my sweet tooth has gone way down. Like I am not nearly ravenous for ice cream and sweets nearly sure. as much as I once was. Okay. For me, it's different flavors from different places, but I usually do get the same flavor. Yeah, I almost always go cookie dough. That brings almost. up my next question. Then, uh, Alex, you mentioned different flavors from different places, right? So. Yeah. You know, uh, let's say there's two places and they're equidistant and equidelicious and they, why do you choose one over the other? Not all cookie dough is made the same. Well, like, <laughs> like a walk to one place versus a walk to the other place could be different, could be different vibes. Sometimes I like the decoration of one more than the other and it'll make me feel like I want to be in a different vibe or, you know, whatever. Sure. Could be well, so fickle. The reason I bring this up is, uh. Earlier this month, there was a, a very big article. Uh, I'm obviously not going to go through the whole thing, but a very big article posted over on Vice. And they were saying that these questions that, you know, we can ask and be philosophical about and like deep dive in our own thoughts of why we do stuff, right? Even when it comes down to like a choice of ice cream, why we think about that. But here's the thing. We don't, we don't think about it every day. You know, no. we can, we can take the time to think about it, but we don't think about it every day why we make the choices we do. Right. Here's the real question. Why does AI make the choices it does? And my s- guess is that if it's if it's pulling from the internet where everywhere online, well, th- it no, probably these, just picks 
That's the thing. It's not. There's no such like. That's not. There is no Ooh, okay. like giant mega brain yet. We're talking about closed system AI black boxes that are like inputs and outputs. And could it just be choosing a flavor at random then? That, and that's the question. Scientists <laughs> are sitting here trying to figure out why AI make the choices they make. And as they get more and more intricate and detailed and, you know, jacked into the internet, there's always read. They're like, what explains what an output is for an AI? Like, how has can we input some information has, and then the AI yeah. chooses what to give us? How, why is it making that choice? Mm-hmm. Clearly, we've told it to do things, right? But, uh, you know, a great example, going back to the ice cream thing. Um, uh, the, one of the scientists says, if I gave a black box AI model data about every single ice cream flavor and the demographic data about economic, social, and lifestyle factors for millions of people, it could probably guess what your favorite ice cream flavor is based on, you know, all within the information a, yeah, within, a, within a range. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, you know, that's the way AI works, but now, the more it start, you start giving the information, the more it starts thinking for itself, right? The answers of what it's coming up with are now more elusive to why it chose that, right? We understand. I asked you a question. I said, what do you like? And you gave me an answer about what you liked because it was, it was easy. And that's what an AI does is it gives an answer. And now, for the first time, scientists are trying to figure out, okay, why did it give us that answer? It's getting what about to- this thing? It's getting harder to distinguish it from actual human thoughts. Is what yes. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm obviously asking a question from an absolutely ignorant spot, but like, is it programmed to not answer or does it have to give an answer? Therefore, it might be random because it has no choice but to answer your question. I mean, it usually does pretty good, though, is the thing. Yeah, sure, sure. But it can be believable. But like, if it doesn't truly have a favorite because it's an AI... And but you answer ask it a question that it has no context to. Does it have the program capability to say I don't know? And th- I think that's a, a, that's a fascinating idea because um, they don't know, right? Like they don't know yeah. what would happen if an AI said I don't know. Um, most of the time, an I don't know would be like an error. Yeah, my or, fucking Siri says that shit all the time when she can't get to my my music library. My hey, Siri is like just hey, go to Siri, Google. <laughs> what's your favorite ice cream? Her preferences are constantly changing. Is her yeah, yeah. What that's, a, pretty, you know, that's, that's a very good program. Creepy answer. answer. Though, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's a good programmed answer. It's a creepy answer. I'll say that. <laughs> and and so uh, they're saying, you know, like we need to before we get to an era of AI being, uh, you know, like in your home as a maid, right? Like, oh, Mister J, I'm doing that dish. Like, before we get a Rosie, or before we have AI running things, or we put an AI pilot in a plane of some sort we need to understand and grow accustomed to understanding why ai answers the way it does and if we can tell if those answers are being manipulated or if they're wrong can we answer with science why humans choose what they choose i like cookie dough but say Francesca well, hates cookie dough. And well, like they're, they're saying you can probably hint at, but it's not. Yeah, like, they're saying yeah. when they input all the data into you know about ice cream, they input the economic and social and like all the different things that that then it would guess based on like where you grew up and like oh well regionally yeah. what's the favorite ice cream there and like sure, that kind sure. of thing or you know for like a white thirty five year old what is their you're usual like, when there's yeah. not you're saying like when there's not specific math for it 
like how the fuck do they make the decision exactly yeah, yeah they're like okay if we don't give them the data and we ask them a question and the ai comes back with an answer how the hell did it get the answer like that's yeah. the question they're asking that's and so this, that's the learning that's the real ghost in the machine right there yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that's so, the question of like what is ai at this point it's is like, it possible to actually make ai is the real question and i think it's just a matter of at this point I think perception i think i think we'll realize we can make ai when we've accidentally made ai when we just decide be, that our definition for intelligence intersects with what we well, already thing, have i think we're gonna have issues like if this comes to pass which I'm, I'm not saying i'm confident but i think it's within well within the realm of possibility that we truly create ai one day it's simply going to create another fucking social fight of like do we treat them as objects or do we treat them as sentient well and this also comes back to the idea that in the article they talk about how um and i, I think this relates to just real life stuff when someone with authority tells you something a lot of times you believe it, even if it's bullshit. And in the, the article, they're saying like, AI, we as a society would be like, oh, AI is smart. They got access to the internet. And we simply putting our trust in a system because we're told it's smart. Yeah. We don't answer, like we don't ask any questions. And we do that now with humans. Human will tell something and we do not follow up at all. We're no. like, well, that sounds, that sounds real. Instead of like, where'd you get that information? How do you have, like, we don't yeah, do that man. already. So I the had, fact that like, I had I, to have one of those conversations with somebody at Thanksgiving and just asking, yeah. where'd you learn that information? Give me yeah. the numbers. And they can't. And, and then they also say in the article that e even if you're like, well, I don't care about that. If you're on a business, you're in business in any way you should, because if mm -hmm. you are working with AI in the future and you don't understand how AI calculates an output, there is a potential risk for your business because you, can you can't explain. Over, yeah. You yeah. can't explain what the hell just happened there. And so there's all these things. Again, this article is very long, super in depth. Uh, it's depth. literally like immediately Asimov. It's like it's immediately iRobot. Yeah. Once you start asking about the nature of robotic thought, then you're like, it, the, like that's the that's the. But puzzle. it's it's a question now. We have to. Ask. What's fascinating it's is no longer question. it's no longer a movie yeah. question. It is a right now. In our life, science is progressing to a point where we have to start asking those questions. And that is fucking cool, but also scary. Because we may live to see... We can't even figure out when a human is That's what I'm saying. We may, we may live yet to see AI show up and the ramifications of that. But it's also about morality and ethics and yeah. what we as a society believe. Because we can clone right now. We yes, could go we make Hell an yes. Alex clone. We just don't do should. it uh, that we know of. Yeah. But scientists around the world Hopefully agreed, like, after we were cloning Dolly, and it's like, we've made all sorts of clones of things, and we're just like, we're not going to make human clones because we think that's unethical. But maybe they have already. There could be a clone out there, and we just don't know. Yeah, I, like, I mean, feel like there is. I like, yeah, I'm feel sure like there you know, I wouldn't statistically is for some reason. It's going to be interesting because, you know, a lot of, almost all religions are not going to see machines as with a soul, Right. Because like, when does you, a clone have a soul? Right, that's a very good like. These are the ask, reasons. These are the reasons people get really messed up about this stuff. Because what is you know again? Take the time to go watch that Star Trek episode where Data's on trial for having a soul or not. Yes, oh, it so sums good. it up. Perfectly. Measure of a man. Yeah, yeah. measure of a man. Uh, the the other thing for me personally, like if for me the minute they even have a hint of self recognition, I feel like I need to like for me I, I treat them as like an actual. Like, not necessarily like a living being per se, but something I have to respect and treat like well, something that has its own will, its own will, its own desire. The question is, it, does it look like it has self-recognition? Because yeah, that's, that's, that you can fake. Like video sure, games. Sure, yeah. A good word AI program that's programmed to chat is going to be very realistic feeling.
if you play Detroit Become Human, when you load into the game, there is a, mm-hmm. a, a female character there who's like the title screen girl. And the yeah. more you play through the game, the more she interacts with you and the choices you make in game on the title screen. When you log back in. She's like, <sighs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. She- I don't know if you should have done that. Like, it's pretty amazing. Dude, just and honestly, play Soma. It's, it's saying, a good well, horror game saying, like, like, for that similar a, idea. There was that scientist that like started talking to this AI and was getting freaked out that the AI yeah, was fully talk- online. Yeah. And it's it's really just a question like at some point you're just going to have to decide where the line is. There's no answer to the question of is it the programming or is it a genuine thought? There's no way to quantify that. That's the thing that's the problem is that it's not really a question of like like is conscious thought capable like possible in a com- computer we, it's like we can't answer that because we don't know where conscious thought comes from that's still. what i mean like we just have to decide whether what the computers are are already doing is conscious thought exactly like in the past i think it's like two years or something i've read articles that that uh theorize we get our conscious thought directed by our gut biome and it's our desires and needs of like whatever our gut needs is what makes us make decisions. I've seen like, you know, consciousness comes from some active part of the brain that we don't understand or a meshing of all the things in the brain that ca- talk to each other. Yep. It's like we don't know. We have no idea where consciousness, don't know why it's useful consciousness thought yeah. comes from. Well, there's exactly. what, what's even crazier. Speaking of consciousness, this is man. I love the fact that I have so many just like weird articles saved for moments like this uh, earlier this month as well. Speaking of conscious thought, um, NPR did an article about bumblebees and mm-hmm. the bumblebees scientists watched them play like the bumblebees. Yeah. They watched the bumblebees like have a good time and like joke with each other and like do goofs and shit. And they're like, all right, question. If bumblebees can play, does that mean they understand happiness and feelings? Yeah. And the study, question. once they did all this stuff, they're like, yeah. Bumblebees, bumblebees, not like dogs or yeah, dolphins. No, bumblebees, little insect bumblebees. bumblebees. Literally, are just like out there having a good time. Sometimes they're like having yeah. fun with their friends. They have yeah. p- like peer groups almost. That's just uh, crazy, dude. Well, it reminds me of when we talked about uh, the jumping spider that was seen studied and maybe dreaming with its twitching and dangling. Remember yeah, when we looked yeah. at that in the minisode? And honestly, just tangential evidence is I owned I owned a pet spy a jumping spider for like a year and a half. They usually only last a couple of years or so. Yeah. Um that guy utterly like changed his personality the more I hung, like had him and hung around. For, I mean, he'd go from scared to hiding to when I came in with water, he'd come out of his nest and he'd watch. And he'd just like there's little things up and he'd look at me and then he'd look at the water. And then when the water was done I'd pull out, he'd go drink the water. When I like opened the cage, he would come out and watch me cleaning his cage and like fascinated and he would went from really scared of me to being totally fine crawling on my finger and looking at me and just kind of hanging out and that was that was cool like i've never i've never got attached to an insect before and the jumping spider was the first one where i was like but the question is something how, going on in there like how, how, what how is much going of, on how much of that work is you and how much of that work is the spider you know what i mean like sure, sure. yeah i mean yeah. That, that's the yeah question. it's very simple obviously it's a very simple creature like it, yeah. it probably doesn't have a whole lot of complex th- thought happening but there's if it's able to dream too. There's got to be something going on in well, that. I'm brain. sure it's something, but that's the same thing with the AI. It's like yeah, yeah. We just have to rip the bandaid off and decide. It's going to be probably a legal thing because yeah, if it's about whether or not it's a sentient being, that's that has ramifications. I mean, the the biggest problem with everything when we talk about all the stuff like AI and like cool future tech things, the interesting thing about it is most of it is science that at a basic level we can do already, 
We yeah. just don't pull the trigger on because, like flying cars, it's literally there's Jurassic no regulation. Park, yeah. You couldn't regulate flying cars. Like how yeah. would you? Like uh, you know, for years they had electric vehicles in the '60s, and they were yeah. like, "Well, we can't." The infrastructure, we can't, and so they just didn't do it for a long time. Like Watch that the is, documentary, man. Yeah, it's it's there. It, and so I absolutely believe that when a dude's like, I talk to an AI and talk, I think probably in some lab somewhere they definitely got it going. I would believe that. I'm like, is, yeah, I would believe that too. I would have to just decide. Yeah, it's like there's like no that guy who fed the AI his invisible friend, his story in the yeah. microwave, tried to kill him. Like that's another one of those weird fucking stories. It's like what? Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, how, why did it decide, like, that AI, sorry, let's still on it. Like, why did that microwave AI make the decision to be angry and murder him instead how of being happy an, to again, see his friend again? How does an AI know what anger is? Like, what is yeah. that emotion? Those are all, the, I mean, that's some <sighs> real-ass questions. And yeah, they may have answers, or they does may be Does that mean, like, our little Sims in The Sims are some level cognizant and alive? It's a great question. Are comic book characters conscious? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we are just, again, maybe we're in a what simulation. What happens between the pages? You know what I mean? What happens mm -hmm. between the, the, the cells of a comic? Don't, don't, get, don't get philosophical, because then you get to the point <laughs> where it's like, are people like Socrates more alive than those who have died and no one remembers their name? Right. Then suddenly so. you're like, in the, you're the deep end, my friends. Yeah, man. Huh? I don't know. And then you can, you can go to the question when it comes to AI, too, like when it comes to us. Are we not? Are we just programs working on a basically a flesh computer? 100%. We are. We, are. Ele we need electricity. Our electricity yeah. is keeping our brain going. We are consistently over the low electrical energy running in our bodies. Let me just, are we not just a program right? that's like running on a meat computer? Let me just say this again for everyone in the world. When you play a video game and you turn on the lamp in the video game, yeah, it's yeah. using real electricity. Yeah. I know. That's true. I know, dude. Just think, just, you know. And I got to change it to aliens slightly. When we're running into aliens or these alien experiences are happening, are our brains being presented with a program that's written for a different kind of flesh computer to interpret? And we're doing like a dirty version of what are we're we trying to make just sleeping, do. But this, I mean, this sleeping? all goes back to the, uh, I'm sure if I went to Coast to Coast AM right now, I bet yeah, I would I'm sure see you could. 10 to 12 articles that are like, are we in a simulation? Yeah, I'm sure and again, there is. Here's the thing. Not Maybe, outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Which is bad. But this is like, but it, but then the, then that's I mean, that almost gives you the answer. Like if we are, then consciousness is nothing more than than program re self-realization. Unless we're real. Well then yeah. But, but the only person the you know who's real is yourself because everything yeah. else is interpreted by your everything brain. Everything else could be a figment of your yeah. own imagination. Yeah. You could be uh, for some reason my fantasy world was and everything is sensory, yeah. so you don't necessarily. I could be touching my desk right now, or I could be touching Glorcar, the you third level. Okay. Also, if I may, there's a freaking there's a time delay between you doing something and your brain registering it by about two milliseconds. Yeah. So when you touch something, you're technically not feeling it. You're touching instantly. the past, bro. You're touching. Yeah. You're looking at the past. Everything you're taking I'm not in to you. is you're, technically I'm just two a, milliseconds I'm watching a behind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's like, get out of here. Let's get out of here. This thank is too, you guys so much. This episode map, already dude. ended. Oh, we're, we're turning right into math, dude. Get out. Watch out. Time isn't real. It's a measurement of decay. If you All just right. sat here when the episode was oh. over, would it still be going? Think about yeah, it. Yeah, who knows? Well, you could restart this, and it's like we started all over Entropy again. Entropy you know I mean? and gravity, my man. Time travel <laughs> using magnets. Whoa. Oh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. He doesn't have to get worse. You know that, right? You don't have to do that. Mm, oh my god. And you're just like.
Is that better? Ooh. Do you want to hear that noise instead? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm, welcome. How are you doing? Welcome back, boys. Mm. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> they can't see my mouth. They don't know where that noise is coming from. Anybody, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> what the hell? This is the show that you pay the big bucks for. The mini sub, the extra bit, the cherry on the top. Uh, Yeah, welcome to the mini sub after a very long episode on the Majestic 12 and Aliens. Um, I don't have anything super exciting for the mini sub, but Alex, it was something that like translates perfectly. So we're going to have it, you know, we might as well let this natural segue happen. I did not even know. Yeah, I did Me not either. even know what you were going to say at the beginning of the episode. However, I, didn't I pulled an, an article from Collider from last week that is okay. called 10 Best UFO Movies of All Time, according to the movie social media app Letterboxd. Do you know that app? Sure. It's, I'm aware it's of like, it because sure. they do stuff like this all the time. I've yeah. never seen anyone like, actually use it. I, I, I track what movies I've seen in it, and I rate them on a, on a number scale because I'm an asshole. But I, I don't really write, like, reviews. But it's basically supposed to be, like, Yelp for movies. Um, but you, you have, like, friends. I don't know if you have can have friends on Yelp. I don't think that if you have friends on Yelp that you're okay. So I'm not going to... Yeah, I, I would actually, like, worry about you if you had friends on Yelp. Yeah. Shout out to all the people on the uh, Reddit that have friends on Yelp. They're going to come after us. But basically, I have 10 movies here that are the 10 best UFO movies ever, according to Letterboxd, according to the users of Letterboxd. And I wanted to run each movie past Mathis yeah, to see how much he knows about it and how much he's heard about it. Because I assume that I, I, I have seen probably all of these movies. I don't know what's on this list yet. I, th- I bet you I've seen them all. And I'm sure Jesse's seen most of them as well. So we're going to see. Uh, but number 10 is a movie from 2013 starring Scarlett Johansson. It's called Under the Skin. I've seen this Never movie. heard of it. Never seen it. No, I don't know this film. This is a weird movie. This is like a weird sort of artsy movie. And she like is like a weird, maybe like shape-shifting, body-snatching alien that she like seduces men with her body. So like, to like, uh, isn't that Specimen or whatever that movie is? <clears throat> it's kind of like that, but this one's kind of like, a, this is an A24 version. It's like an A24 movie. So okay, it's like cool, a classy, cool. artsy alien. So like Step Monster, the movie we're going to be watching on Rotten Popcorn. No, uh, yeah, it's exactly like Step Monster. So, so you cool. never heard, neither of you have ever heard of Under the Skin. No, I never heard of this. Worth a watch. I'd say this movie on the Alex scale gets like a seven out of 10. Wow. Okay. Pretty good. Um, yeah. The, the, the breakdown of it seems interesting. A sparse story focusing on an alien perspective of the, on the human world. And she's kind of like stalking humans and eating them or whatever. Cool. Okay, okay, um, I'm in. I'm definitely adding this to my list. This is up my alley. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, number nine on the list. This is a movie I bet you maybe all of us have seen. It's called Signs. Yeah, sure. 2002 <laughs> sure. by I M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Maybe my that favorite the last movie, movie of Shyamalan's that I enjoyed, actually. It's why you should leave water everywhere all the time completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to oh, yeah, see We don't talk about the away. weird logic that the aliens are invading a planet of 70% water. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Maybe salt water doesn't work. I don't know. But uh, without, I mean, here, here's, here's what I'll say. This is the coolest movie about aliens that I've seen. Well, okay. I've not seen Nope, uh, in case anybody wants to fight me uh, or whatever. I have but not nope seen Nope isn't really about aliens. So, I mean, like. I mean, it is and it isn't. Well, but like, neither is Signs, really. Like, kind of. I mean, yeah. you're right. You're I, right. I think Close Encounters of the Third Kind is my favorite alien movie I've seen. And, and Mathis has seen, like, five movies. So that's. That's true. That's pretty big. Right. <laughs> uh no but signs is really good uh yes it is really 
a fucking funny movie where a guy eats pancakes. Funniest scene where a man eats pancakes that I've ever seen in my life. Then when he's watching the TV, he's like, oh, oh. It's, it's when they all make <laughs> yeah. their like last meal together and everybody's oh. sitting there and they're like mm-hmm. sad and he's like pissed off that they're not trying to enjoy it and he starts eating everybody's food and they all start mm, hugging. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest scenes out of context of any movie I've ever seen. Uh, I give Signs like a 9 out of 10 on the Alex scale. That's a great movie. Uh, next movie, uh, this movie is from 1968. I know that me and Jesse have definitely seen this movie. 2001, Space Odyssey. But I know a lot about it. I've seen so many yeah, videos. I don't even know how I would explain a film like this to anyone. I have seen so many videos breaking the movie down that I feel like I've seen it. So I have never made the effort to see it. Um, on the one the hand, there's the like special <laughs> effects on that fucking movie is impressive yeah. as hell. On the one hand, it's about a computer that comes to life. Or a computer that is alive and is and is making some decisions separate from humans, but it's really just one element of a larger, just sort of like impressionistic based story about symbols regarding man's journey into infinity, basically. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, I give it like a like a nine, ten out of ten. I'm gonna say it's like okay, one I of the you were best. About to go low with it, and I was like, really? I'm gonna say it's I, I'm gonna say it's one of the best movies ever made. I don't. Well, then watch, we need to watch it together. I don't then. watch this movie very much, but it's just it's too important. It's mm-hmm. too it's too iconic. I'm gonna say it's important, but also I think pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, really? okay. look, if you're like in the right zone, it's amazing. But it yeah, is it I, is I, a, I don't it's like a beautiful a film, super interesting, but more. After you've seen it once and the like visual stimuli has worn off, it's kind of a boring film. I'll, but you know what? I'll go see it in a theater anytime. Like on like 70 mil or something like that. I'll go see it. Sure. That's an experience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, next movie, 1997, Men in Black. Yep. I'm sure we've all, we've, we've sure. all seen this. Yeah. All of them, baby. This movie is like a hard seven out of 10. One of the greatest 90s comedies ever made. I'll be honest. I think nostalgia for me raises it to an eight. Basically, I think it's an eight for me because it was a very for big me, movie for me. Theme as a kid. song raises it, it to a ten out of ten. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Theme, one, the definitely the best theme song on this. A man on this in list. black. Uh, I like to sing in aliens. Well, there's only one other movie on this list that like gives the theme song a run for the money. But okay, I will fine. say, Men in Black is the closest to Majestic Twelve of any of these movies. If sure you think about it. Yeah, you're right. In that humans have made an agreement uh, with with the aliens and there there's like a agency or a group of people in place that are mysterious that are arbiting this. But the, in this movie, it's more like, I don't know, uh, immigration, immigration services, I guess nothing like the men in black of the real world, which may or may not be human. Uh, next one, the big one, probably the most like the movie you think of, when you think of UFOs, 1996, the first blockbuster of the nineties, of the modern era, Independence Day. Ah, uh, yes, I classic, have absolutely seen classic. Independence Day more times than I even know. Yeah, I I didn't know that there was d- days in the summer when you didn't have this movie on cable. At yes, one point. that's how it really felt. That's exactly how it felt. This movie was. You can't even understand how big this movie was if you weren't there. You can't believe that a movie was this big. Like it wasn't like Star Wars big, where like. Everybody was into it. I think the closest thing we've had to it since was Avatar, where it's like nobody's really into the movie, but everybody has to see this fucking thing that everybody's talking about. I'm going to let you know how big of a hype train this movie was when it first came out. For those of you who are too young to remember, uh, my friends and I 
saw this movie where the theater had timed it so July 4th in the oh, movie awesome. was July was like, 4th in the real day. When it awesome. when it when it says July fourth, like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Everybody's like, awesome. yeah. we're looking at our watches as it happened. That was like the people were excited for that moment. We were like, yeah, in the theater, it was wild. Yeah, uh, Independence Day is not a good movie, but it is a great movie. Like, it's not a t- like. There's not a good screenplay there. There's not a good story here. But in another way, it's like the most essential movie of the '90s. It simply shouldn't work. Yet yeah. every part of that movie is so charming. You're just like, I love, I love is, all of this. It is absolutely so dumb, but it is so great. Uh, next one. This one is like tight, but also this one's not about like the mystery of aliens. This is like everyday aliens. 2009 district nine. You've seen that one. Oh, yep. I have Good seen film. district nine. I yes. like that one. I really enjoyed that film. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times. I haven't seen it a bunch, but I could go back and watch this one again. I don't remember really what it's about. I remember that he starts turning into one. It's one of those few movies for me that for bizarrely stuck in my brain. Like I very vividly remember the plot of that movie. I don't know why I didn't see it a bunch, but I really like I mean, it's visceral. It'll stick with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, this one's like a huge like allegory type of movie. It's not really about like the mythology of aliens as we know. It's much more like creative than that. Yeah. Uh, Good movie, though. Oh, what did I? uh, Independence Day. I give it a question mark out of 10. You can't rate something like that. That'd be like asking me how to rate McDonald's. It's impossible. Uh, District 9. I give this one a hard 8. 8 out of 10. This one's pretty good. I give it a District 9 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I gotta take I gotta take improv classes to meet your level, man. I, I just can't get there. What do you mean? That type, <laughs> with these that awesome jokes, these great yeah, goofs we got. Retort, I gotta I gotta go back to high school. Here's another one uh, that Mathis has seen: 1997's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, yes, I have only this, very recently. This movie is the movie. This like this movie is literally based off Heineck. We just talked about that. Yep. But I was also, say, if like, you if you're coming from the main episode. Going to watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind is a great next like little thing to go do and to round out your alien. All evening. the stuff that's on everybody's mind, like with regard to like what is interesting about aliens, is like explored here so like I mean optimistically. I think I said it when we were watching it, but like, you know, I mean I had known that Heineck and, and uh Blue Book like worked with Steven Spielberg for this, but even when I was watching it, I'm like, man, they nailed how it like is reported to go down. Like, it's just mysterious and weird and just, yeah, it was. They also nailed the, like, pariah element, which is really cool. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Next one. I'm glad we got to put a fucking light on today, boys. I just want to say that. Yeah. Could get that off my chest. I bless it. All right. I bless that two hours and eight minutes long episode. I'm I'm honestly very proud of the episode. Uh, Up next, The Goat, E.T., 1982. Yep. I love that movie. Did I rate Close Encounters? 10 out of 10. One of the best movies. Yeah, I'll give that, that a 10 out of 10 with you. In the way that Can Independence Day... Close Encounters of the 10th kind? Huh? Yeah, uh, no. there you go. That's not uh, bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in, the way that, in the way that Independence Day is the 90s, this movie is the 70s, or like early 80s, 70s E.T. was my jam as a kid. Absolutely 10 out of 10. Fantastic film, start to finish. The movie scared me a lot E.T., e. amazing. It. Same Love director it. as fucking yeah. Close Encounters. Steven Spree. Spielberg likes yeah. aliens. He's very big, interested in that whole field. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's the big boy. I also liked when E.T. used to say ball. my name at Universal Studios. Don't know if either of you ever did that, but it was pretty great. So there you go. He used to go, goodbye, Alex. 
Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Love E.T. He'd be at the end of the ride because you they'd ask you what your name is. But when you're a kid, you don't remember that you told that person. So when E.T. says your name at the end of the ride, you're like, Mommy, he knows my name. Uh, another this one's like probably my favorite movie on this list. Again, another one that's my favorite movie on this list. 1982. The Thing. I have not seen. Dude, The, thing. the Thing's great. This that's a good movie. This this is like talk about. A fucking movie, man. This movie fucking this movie fucks. This is like a movie where shit <laughs> happens in the movie. This is a good movie. Uh go watch the thing. Uh ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, the thing. Last one, most recent movie on the list by a long shot. I think you've seen this one, Mathis. Uh Arrival. I have not seen Arrival. Oh man. I've heard it's great, but I've just never Have you seen, seen Arrival, Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. This movie uh Talks about an interesting element. Like, you know how we're talking about aliens and we're talking about like biological creatures versus conceptual creatures versus creatures that maybe like don't experience existence in the same manner that we do. You know how that's like kind of the debate. Like maybe they're not just like from space and spaceships. Maybe they're like beings elsewhere. That's not Mm. exactly what this movie is about, but this movie is about like stepping into the mindset of an of an alien that doesn't perceive reality on the same in the same way that you do like a true alien very interesting movie yeah uh this movie gets an 8 out of 10 arrival. it also does a fantastic job of showing i think how we as people would react to something like this yeah it's really We're like realistic. we don't even know how to talk to you like fascinating very interesting. it's like actually like an updated version to me of uh of uh close encounters in a way sure yeah i can see that yeah like it okay. feels very I, much I see it, how so. it would be it, yeah it feels like the way that it's handled it's not like godzilla 1998 where you like have like a team of scientists you know it's like i mean it is a Great team movie. of scientists Great but movie. it's realistic i don't know it's good and forrest also, whitaker gets to be like i'm acting i love forrest whitaker yeah love forrest whitaker Jeremy Renner's not in it that much, so don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to look at him that often. But Amy nice. Adams is. Yeah, and she she acts circles around the man. Uh, anyway, those are the top 10 UFO movies. Go watch them or don't. Mathis, we're going to show you every single one of these. I'm impressed with how many I've seen, to be honest with you. I mean, in the slice of life that is uh, UFO movies, I'm glad that you've seen a fair amount. Yeah, me too. What about still the movie see the Knowing? Is is yeah. Knowing? Does that count? Knowing is with what? Nicolas Cage? <laughs> That's a great. We should watch that on Rotten. Knowing Popcorn. is a wild film, but also Mathis, you'd be like, oh my god, yes, the entire time. I haven't seen that since college. That's it a fucking is movie. Right bonkers! There. What a film! I, I'm down. Da- oh, I'm down. I've never heard of it ever. Oh, so dude. I'm in. Well, thanks for that list, Alex. God bless. I'm us. actually gonna tangent off of that as well because i do have a little something ufo related to be bringing to the mini so oh uh i sent this link to you actually in our text group uh the other day um it was from black vault if you guys don't know what the blackvault.com is it's basically a giant information aggregation website they're trying to get a lot of foia requests is this the one that you texted us yes this is exactly the one i texted you so basically long story short is on september 27th over the course of 35 minutes Numerous commercial airline pilots reported seeing a bunch of unidentified aerial phenomena. 
After putting in for a FOIA request, we have a little bit of info, and we're going to go over what we know, what we don't, and what we may think it could be. Uh, the following incident actually was reported to the FAA and captured on air traffic control. We're actually going to be able to hear the conversation. Yes. Uh, we got the recordings over the course of a half hour, so it's a long video. We're not going to listen to all of it. Although the original pilot felt the lights may have been on the ground, the FAA reported the incident as unidentified aerial phenomena. It was ultimately seen by numerous pilots, uh, pilots and flights over the course of those 35 minutes. The Black Vault ended up receiving word of this incident, along with the details of the incident by someone who wished to remain anonymous, but had access to the FAA database that listed the report. It was uh, sent to the Black Vault in early October 2022, and the incident details that were sent to the Black Vault uh, were seemingly missing from the FOIA release. An appeal has been filed, and they're waiting to see if anything comes of the appeal. Huh. Uh, as of right now, here's what we have. Um, uh, subject is like a bunch of blah, blah, blah. it's a uh, type of incident, unidentified aerial phenomena, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas, uh, incident details, initial closeouts, like call sign of the plane. It's just like the whole logistics of it. A FOIA request was filed and the below is a result from FOIA case 2023-00488. What was sent was the audio file of the air traffic control recordings only, though more documentation was thought to exist and now has been requested. It is noted that the original pilot seeing the lights described them as, quote, on the ground. However, it appears he was at about 35,000 feet. Oh, he was above them. Yeah, he was flying. I see. Okay. Uh, and at one point seemed to state that the lights had followed them and they were tracking them, uh, quote, tracking them for at least 50 miles. During the course of the ATC trying to figure out the source of the lights, it was talked about what may be in the area they were seeing, possibly like a large stadium or known concert. By the reaction of one of the controllers, it seemed like there was not much in the area that could account for the lights. Uh, the Black Vault then goes on to say, like, hey, we didn't do a formal investigation. This page is simply to set up an archive of the of the FOIA request, the information they've gotten and whatnot. They didn't dive in and try to figure it out, so they're not trying to try and do that. Um, should any independent investigation add anything to the story, they'll also add it, of course. Uh, I'm going to get send you guys the video. We will start at about you know, like a minute in or so. The one from Black Vault? That's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah they, but With the, uh, yeah, like, it's the real to real. Yeah, the real actual recording. Again, it's a it's 20 minutes long. It's they edited out the long silences between like the pilot and the and the FAA. So like you're not sitting there waiting for, you know, uh, what's the timestamp? Uh, just you can go to about a minute 25 or so. There's not like any specific thing. Um, only that this like you can hear just them the talking vibe, about right? it. Yeah, just the vibe. You can go out and listen to it. Uh, this is on the Black Vault YouTube channel. It's definitely like chatter. Yeah, they didn't even send a transcript of it. They just sent the audio file. Um, and, you know, I'm going to pause that. We're not going to listen to this whole thing. If you want the raw audio file download, they also have it on the Black Vault. You can just go download the raw audio if you don't want to listen to the edited YouTube vision version. And what we have is the uh, the FOIA response that they received on November 16th. Like from the government? from the government and we'll read out really what their response was dear mr greenwald subject freedom of information act request number 20230048 this is an air traffic organization central service area full disclosure response to your foia request dated october 5th 2022 made under the provisions of title 5 united states code section 552 you requested a copy of certain records pertaining to the unidentified aerial phenomena initial closeout involving the plane's identification on September 20th, 27th, 2022, from various destinations. A search for records were performed at the appropriate air traffic control facilities within the CSA. The search revealed voice recordings applicable to this request. There are no fees associated with this request. 
please be advised that the voice recordings have an encoded time source on the right channel and can be listened to on any media playback by adjusting the balance to the full left position. You have the right to seek assistance from FOIA, blah, 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 signed Robert W. Beck, Director of Air Traffic Organization Central Service Center. Uh, so there you have it. This is out. This happened a week ago. Um, there are some theories out there uh, about what they could be. The prevalent one, the, what they could be not being UFOs, obviously. The most prevalent one is that where they were flying over, there was far, this farmland and there's a lot of uh, windmills and things with like lights, like strobe lights, like positioning lights. You know what I mean? Like a flashing. Yeah. Uh, like, like you would just like a safety light. Like light type things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a possibility is uh, something called pivot lights on irrigation systems. Basically warning lights to show the large circular irrigation systems that are moving. Um, and while this definitely is like can look really weird and it's very bright, even from way up in the sky, they're very bright. It doesn't explain the pilot saying that the lights were following them for 50 miles. That's a like they long... Were just, it's not like... They, yeah, it's not like it was a little bit and they saw it. It was like it was following them for about 35 minutes. At 35,000 feet, they could see them. Um, and it's not just that one pilot. It was multiple pilots. It might pilots not be that much time in. while you're in the air, but like real yeah. talk, just think about what's 50 miles away from you. Um, the reason they say the pivot, pivot lights might be the case is because the lights do pivot to let you know the machine is still doing its thing. Um, it's basically a feature so you don't have to go to the pivot and make sure it's still operating correctly. As long as the light is going, you know that the pivot is the irrigation system is working. Um, some have the end tower light that comes on when the end tower is uh, actually uh, what they call pivoting. But a lot of people don't even consider changing the bulb when it burns out. Uh, the blinking strobe will tell you all you need to know. Certain areas of the country have an amazing amount of those blinking lights. Uh, so that's what they say, that it possibly could have been that. They also say Highway 287 north of Amarillo in Dumas, Texas, is amazing at night. And the combination of what seems like thousands of those strobes and the ability to see 50 miles in every direction could look like a spectacle. But they didn't say anything other than it could look like a spectacle. Uh, so what that's that what we mean, have. could look like a spectacle? Just like, no, it could look like aliens, dude. Yeah, yeah I guess. So there you go. Uh, this is fresh. They're still waiting on the appeal they filed. So there might be more coming forward. Um, they didn't, like I said, they didn't even send a transcript, just the raw audio. Uh, and if you like that kind of thing, just to hear, you can just hear pilot reporting the UAPs, the back and forth, trying to figure out if there's something going on, like on the ground, like a like a concert. Like I said earlier, it's pretty much uh, no yeah. way that that's fake. So, yeah, no, that's not yeah, fake. That came out of no FOIA. Way. You can literally go look it up. Like, yeah. it's all available for you to go look up on government websites. Just pretty interesting. Yourself. Pretty interesting to get things and just know pretty much for sure that it's at the very least not somebody making up something, which is pretty much everything else. If yeah, you think yeah, about yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Um, they said, you know, no evasion, evasive action was reported. They weren't like trying to dip and dodge around or anything. They just kind of followed them for a while and then they were gone. So I don't know. Could it be those lights? Yeah, I think it very much, it very well could be. Uh, but as always, we didn't see it. They did. So who fucking knows, man? Who knows? Uh, that's it. That's all I got. But it's interesting. I want to take you guys to a place that uh, is a little more down to earth. And that Funky it's, Town? No, it's it's meteorites. So hey, um, hey, we got two new minerals, brand new minerals. Never oh, before be seen on Earth. Um, never before seen. I don't know what the hell I just said. But Smokium anyway. Smokium and Dankium is what they're called. <laughs> I guess in Somalia in 2020, a seven, I think it's 16.5 ton meteorite was discovered. 
Uh, I believe it's called the LLE meteorite. And uh, a bunch of scientists went and took a small little 70 gram, 2.5 ounce slice and brought it over to Arizona State to look at and mess with. And they discovered within it two, uh, or I guess two new, I don't know, elements? Rock, like, uh, like rock, rock types? Minerals? Minerals, yeah. Two new minerals. I guess this is how they're doing it. And the one is named, uh, the names here are Elalite, E-L-A-I-I-T-E, after the meteor, and Elkinstantonite, which is named after Lindy Elkins Tanton, the managing director of Arizona State's University of Interplanetary Initiative and the principal investigator of NASA's upcoming psych mission. Are you sure which there's will, not just Gen 9 Pokemon? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So Elkin Stantonite and Elalite. El- there's two I's, so I don't know how you say it. I-, I don't know how you say that. <laughs> no way that's how you do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, all the scientists are like losing their mind because it's a pretty rare thing to discover just new m- minerals. And so this is going to be, you know, they they did a bunch of research on it, and now they're eager to do more, which is what science is about. And I think that's super interesting. So fucking love shout science. out to all of them. God bless every scientist that's out there. If you're a scientist yeah. and you're listening to this, I fucking love you. Kicking ass. Yeah, please. Big time fan. I don't I don't know he as much it. of it, but I know as I likes it. I <laughs> know so much. All I do is I I'm playing video games. I just play video games, and I don't know much. Yeah. Talk about aliens sometimes. Yep. yep. But scientists, Call of Duty. For, I don't know I'm much. Count on you to save the world, scientists, because yeah. playing forty hours God of War sure as hell ain't doing it. <laughs> no, no, it is not. I'm playing a and spending an, playing a game for children about collecting <laughs> monsters. Yep. Spending time looking into fake conspiracies over here also not very useful to humans. Just playing the game uh, controls. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, boys, thank you so much, and thank you for the minisode. That was it, right? I didn't miss anything. We're good. No, nope. we're good. We're out of here. That's right. Patreon.com slash pod the greatest <laughs> website on earth. Gay you're listening to this in 2024 when it eventually comes out for free. Patreon guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello, my little Chaluminauts and welcome. Bam, 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 bam. Minisode 115. Jesse's too occupied mm. right now to argue with us in our introduction. I bom, can't argue bom, with you. Our, no. our dearest friend Gerard is harassing me about a tech issue, and I'm <laughs> trying to help him. Does it? Oh, well, you're you're a good friend trying to help yeah, him out. Nah, di- he can't, look, he's not going to get any help for the next twenty minutes or so, so he's on his own. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Alex. Thanks, welcome, Alex. welcome. I held uh, it down. Patreon. You did. You did a great job. Yeah. I know, Alex. You got something that kind of directly relates to Disney, so I'm going to start with something that doesn't at all. Boys, we're back on Bigfoot Watch, Sasquatch season. Well, of we course. Have a, we have a yeah, Sasquatch yeah, yeah. sighting and maybe one of the most convincing ones I've ever seen, ever. I'm going to link you the video. It is... Uh, Are you being facetious or is this real? No, I am not. I am this time okay. genuinely. It's not a speck in the distance where I'm and like, look at the trash, detail. I want you so, to know. Just so you can see to the good parts where he's playing it backwards and forwards so you can see it a bit easier. Oh, yeah, you saw it from a distance, right? No, that's that's good. What that is, is good. this? This is so funny. So the guy's uh, on his boat. He's like checking out the things and he catches like this this bipedal creature that walks for like a couple seconds. You see it and he like immediately turns toward it and starts moving his boat over that way. 
what is that is a great question. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, right does around he, the does he minute get closer mark, to it? He never sees it again after that. He can't see it after that. So like after that first, yeah. So go to a minute and five seconds, and he's gonna oh. do. He's gonna start playing it backwards and forward, digitally zoomed, like just like you know, stretched basically. I would love um, to see that. Yeah, but like you can still. You know, you can see it moving the way it sways its arms as it moves. It's got that hunch to walk. It is some goddamn good footage. It's also fake. I got to say <laughs> it, it it's smacks, also incredibly fake. It smacks of a composition a little bit. It has a little bit of a compositing sure, vibe to it. Yeah. But maybe I'm just saying that because every time that I see something real in my life that seems like impossible or something that I would never see. It always looks exactly how it looks in movies and it like fucks me up. Like yeah. when I see when I see something explode or something like that, it looks exactly the same as when I see something like that in a movie. The reason why this is fake mm-hmm. is because it defies explanation of how it starts. It is a person on a is boat. Is that that kind of video It that is a person is on like- a boat and he's filming and then the camera slowly turns as the boat turns and then the boat directly faces where Bigfoot walks across. It wasn't like, oh, what is that? And the camera turns. It literally was a setup to point directly at it. That's like directly at the one space Bigfoot would walk across that's clearing and not trees. Nah, that's fake. That's fake. I mean, all it takes is one one where there's a lucky catch on camera, period. Like, could just be a lucky catch. But also, it's the true. problem with this is that the video you sent us doesn't have the actual... Oh, yeah, this is a guy Viola's commentating over Some it. guy being like... Does he have... No, he doesn't. Of course, he doesn't even link the original. This is where a Bigfoot will be... So we don't even know what was being said then. Let's see if I can find the OG. Bigfoot. I don't know, bro. It doesn't seem real to me. (laughs) Caught on boat camera. Let's see. I'm impressed by that thing that was throwing trees than I am this. Oh, man. Well, that was cool, too. That thing was wild. throwing trees was amazing. That was pretty interesting. This is like eh, a dude walking. (laughs) It looks. Here's the thing. It looks goddamn good. Right. But if you can say here, and if the two of you can be here, be like, this is what it needs to look like. And this is how it has to look. Surely someone trying to fake stuff will think the ex- all right, so we gotta sway the arms. I, and the back I could make and do this. this. I could make sure, this. Yeah, with, we definitely like, could money. make this easy. I could make this with a little budget. I could go film this footage, get this perfect lighting on this part of the thing. Be like, we need something in full light like this. So just drive around till you find something like that. Grab it. You know, maybe you can even turn on some sort of weird tracking aid as you're doing it. Maybe you can even place one on the shore and track so you can really track it if you really want to, and you could make this footage. But I, I, the, the thing, the only thing that's bothering me about it is the look of it, the context. I don't, I'm not too worried about that. I think sure. like this is what any sort of accidental filming footage would look like. I just think that it, the only thing about it that looks fake is that it's too goddamn good looking. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's that, that of course, if it's like, you got to have that suspicion. Like you said, a very there's a part in the middle of it too, where it looks like he clips a little. I don't know if you see oh, that. I, I, I did not see that, but. I don't think he actually clips, but there's just this part in the middle, like right when he hits like whatever that like trunk is or whatever in the middle of his little walk. Mm. There's like a weird kind of clipping thing that's going on. It might just be from the distance. Yeah, but I, I'm watching. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's hard uh, to again, tell. I can't get over the fact that the boat is headed one direction and then there's a complete turn to face the one spot Bigfoot would be at. Like, I can't get over without the context of the video. Like, did they hear a thing? Maybe that would change my thoughts. Yeah. yeah was there like I a see smell? It. Like, I can't. 
Yeah, it makes no sense they're the, headed one like, way and then they full turn around and point directly at that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and the only place that shared it was this Rocky Mountain Sasquatch organization channel. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's good footage. Know. It's it's a good hoax. It's a real it's good a very looking piece of footage. Done well done hoax if it's a hoax. This is an exciting like as as a guy who loves Sasquatch footage. This one is a this one's an all timer. <laughs> it's up there with the Patterson. I will say, though. admittedly, not shaky, not blurry, right? none yeah. of that stuff. It is very clear that it's something, and it looks like what we would assume a Sasquatch would look like for sure. Oh yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, it's what we would assume it looks like. It's what it walks like. We think it looks like. It's the same thing when people tell you stories of greys, and it's like that sounds like every other gray. <laughs> well, yeah, I could make up a thing because everyone knows what I'm talking about now. You know? Yeah, you know, you have a point, Jesse. Take away my hopes and dreams. Uh, that's why I'm on this show, man. Well, continue. Then how about you take <laughs> the next one, man? How you take it? What's your what's your what you got? Today? Well, well, well. So I don't know if I mentioned this story last time I was on uh, the show with you guys when this would have been last year around this time. Actually, I was in San Francisco and I was filming a thing there and woke up one morning pretty early and I saw a man. Uh, probably an elderly older man digging through some garbage, which is, you know, it's the city happens all the time. Yeah. But rolling up behind him. And I've never seen this before in my entire life was a three and a half, four foot tall wheeled robot. Okay. Okay. And it had police logos all over it. And a voice came out of this thing and it said, please move away from the trash can. And the guy looked at it. And then he looked at me and I looked at him and it was like, please move away from the trash can. And he like slowly backed away. And this wheeled robot thing, like wheeled up to him, snapped a photo, wheeled away. Eh. And I was like, what the hell did I just see? And, and, And he looked at me. He's like, what was that, man? I was like, I don't know, dude. And I went back and I told everyone, like, yo, I just saw this robot. I've never seen a robot oh. before. It was crazy. We are living in Cyberpunk 2077 now. Which is why it's weird that an article that was posted in Vice, but uh, this is from November 30th, and I don't know what this means for San oh, Francisco, no. but San Francisco police, according to a 8-3 to three vote, now apparently... I, you know, I'm just going to read this. I don't want to, this is insane. The San Francisco police department can now legally kill people with robots. Oh my this, God. This is not good. We the are, board of supervisors voted eight to three man. to give police the power on Tuesday, rebuffing critics who decried the further militariz- militarization of the domestic police force. The new rule will allow police to use robots as a deadly force option when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other force option available to the San Francisco Police Department. This is not good. And no. they, they, all I'm saying is, I feel like in this case, what they're saying is, we, uh, if there's like someone's in a house and they've got a hostage, we're going to send in a robot or whatever. But I watched a robot walk up to a man on the street and be yeah. like, move away from the down. Now I'm terrified those robots got like little guns inside them. Cause that, I don't like that. That was the wildest like thing I've ever seen. Bit. Why can't he get in the trash like that? Like, what the fuck? Did you see? There was also a clip, I think, from like a couple of years ago. And I don't even know if it was real, but I saw it one time on the Internet. And so that's the best I can give you in terms of credentials for this. But it was like news footage of a robot at like a bomb threat. And the robot was like picking up a 
br- like a like a like a brown paper bag, like the kind you put like a like a forty in. Sure. And he and he's lifting it up, and the bag has a little rip in the side, and he lifts it up, and a and the the news guy's like talking, he's like he's lifting it. I think he's lifting, and then something falls out of it, out of the bag, onto the ground, and the guy's like, I don't know what that was. I think it was a grenade, and it pans down. This like news guy, and he's there. They're standing. 20 yards away from this thing sure, because they're sure. it's like a it's like a long lens and they are filming it and then it's on the ground and it is a grenade <laughs> and the robot like looks down at it and it's like trying to like back up to look at it and starts to drive backwards on the grenade like oh over my God. the grenade and i don't know if that was like some sort of anti-robot propaganda film or a real news footage <laughs> from a long time ago but it was like the perfect like reason why you should never give well, a robot the messed a gun. Up thing is like this goes against anything in robotics where it's like robots shouldn't be designed to hurt people. Yeah, like that's just that's just rule number one. We are treading the and path to AI killing us all. And they're literally just like, no, we're gonna make it so robots can can kill people. And this is a thing now. I mean, it, it, we don't know what it's gonna be used for. We don't know. We have there's no designs for it yet. But they just voted that like if it's needed, you can use it. And so here we are. And all I think about is there's two things to think about when I think about robots. I think about one, seeing that robot live and two, how I, it might've been Seattle. I'm not sure where it was. They started doing Amazon delivery robots and people would just attack the shit out of those robots. <laughs> yeah, no knock shit. them over. They'd beat them up. And I'm like, so you're telling me we're gonna have street robots with guns in them and they're going to be moving around. If I needed a quick gun, I just go beat the shit out of a robot and then go commit a crime. Like it's just Well then then we have to introduce the law to give these robots AI to defend themselves. To Jesse. defend themselves, right? And right, right. that's where we begin. Then we're done. Did you hear about the uh like hitchhiking robot a couple years ago? Did we talk about <laughs> yes, that? Yes, that was the saddest story I've ever heard. Like he did he like went all across Europe or something, had a great time. I don't remember yeah. exactly the details. And then he gets to America and then like he's like murdered on like the first or second day and they find this fucking robot. He's a hitchhiking robot. That's like, it plays a little message like, hi, I'm trying to be your friend and hitchhike across the country. They find him like in a ditch, like stripped for parts, like, like one or two days into America. You got the true American experience. That is last night. Speaking of last night, there was a video on Reddit about a guy from Australia and he was like, first day in this is my Australian. Apparently first day in Los Angeles, everyone here is really nice. And then it cuts to him being robbed on a, on the train. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's like, please give my phone back, please. And it's like, oh my god. So, you know, America. Hey, yeah, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. It's a good place. Love living here. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, Unreal. Did you also see, this is a, a completely tangential, but did you see the, uh, there was another fucking attack on an electrical station in North Carolina by snipers? Dude, yeah, the same Dude. thing. Yeah, the same exact thing that I said. Good God. It's not. What it, is like, that? What is it, that, guys? I don't know, but we've, t- it's, we've talked about it now twice. Oh. It makes me worried a little bit. You what know? is it? It's a bunch of people who can't handle, like, any, like, you were drag racing over here. How <laughs> dare you? Like, I'm going to destroy the power grid to show you like, okay, <laughs> you know, what's like, cool. you know, what's like fucked up that like my like weird anxiety brain goes to is like, what if I reported on that and then somebody was listening to the episode where I reported on it and was like, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go do that in my neighborhood. No. And then cop and then and it's like a copycat 
We do crimes. not glorify these people, though. So you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not like we're being like, wow, they're yeah. cool. There's we're nothing like, cool about doing any of that. No. You're, yeah. Boy, that sure is dumb. Those are for the people do whose that. lives are so, so sad. They need to find something to bring them a spark of emotion. And so they turn to criminality. Scary. Yeah. I hope that nobody ever. Pathetic nobodies. Pathetic nobodies. Yeah. Just crazy. You keep saying that they're going to come knock come, out your come lights, on, man. Come knock out. Well, out. listen, you knock out the power in Texas. I may never get it back with how our power <laughs> system works. Yeah. So please don't do that. Speaking of things you may never get, let's talk about some very, very high profile luxury experiences that you can do at Disneyland parks. Live in Golden Oaks. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we're talking about Golden Oaks, but this is more. This is like the stuff that the high rollers get. And we're going to talk briefly about Club 33 again. Just so you guys know exactly what it is. We talked about it in one mini so before, but I think it costs $25,000 to get in. And then the dues are another 10 grand a year or something like that. And you have to wait years to get in. Right. So people are lining up to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over years on this, right? Club 33 is like, there's a couple places in the places around the world, in all the Disney parks that are like restaurants for Club 33 members. And honestly, like, if you're not rich enough to travel around the world like that, you shouldn't even be thinking about Club 33. <laughs> you know, I was lucky True. enough to be a guest of someone who's a member of Club 33 once or twice to eat in the restaurant. And if that's what they're fucking eating in the restaurant, I can't even imagine what other kind of wonderful benefits there are <laughs> to that. One time I traveled in the caboose of the train uh, at Disneyland and saw up close, I could almost touch it, a smoking jacket given to Walt Disney by Emperor Hirohito. Think about it. like what the fuck is that? Yeah, that That's crazy, fucking bizarre. <laughs> uh, there's also Twenty One Royal, uh, which is uh, if you have fifteen grand, you have a five hour, twelve person private dinner that you can do in the apartment that is above Pirates of the Caribbean. That apartment what, was a five hour, twelve course dinner. Is that what you said? Twelve person dinner. So oh, I was basically, like, that's a lot of courses. It's like it's like a little over a thousand dollars per person, and it's and it's they God. they used to have a museum gallery up there that was really great where you could go buy art and stuff. But uh, at some point, they ended up converting it to an apartment because they did this thing where like they make your dreams come true and they'd like select someone to go up there and like live in there for the night or something. Damn. And so. It was originally Walt Disney's like secondary apartment that he was having built so that he could be in the center of the park more. And it's like a bigger and has like rooms and stuff and like salons and stuff. But now, yeah, you get this beautiful thing and you has a private balcony that you can watch uh, Fantasmic from uh, at night. And it's just this beautiful building. So that costs $15,000 each time you do it. Uh, and that's open to anyone. I don't think you have to be a Club 33 member to do that one. Uh, but then there's one that I found out about that I did not know about before that is called The Office. Have you heard of this? I love that show. Have you heard of The Office at Lamplight Lounge? No, I have not. So uh, California Adventure has this restaurant that is called The Lamplight Lounge, like a bar and grill kind of thing that's over in the like Pixar Pier area that is like a Pixar themed bar but it's like themed after like the people of pixar and the it's like a it's like a clubhouse for pixar almost uh is the theme and there's all this bespoke art on the walls and foreign pixar posters the food's really good you can sit out and have lobster nachos on the water it's a great little place for anybody to go but apparently inside of it is something called the office 
which is like a secret dining room for like bigger groups. And you can ask about it, I guess. It opened in 2018, right with the lounge. And uh, apparently you just have to ask if you can do it and maybe you can get lucky. And it's to get in. There's a service door towards the back of the restaurant and you go down like a weird hallway and then there's like a bank vault and then they unlock the bank vault and you can see the like gears turning and the locks on the bank vault and then it opens and it's a like 13 person space. It has a big like meeting table in there. It has uh, booth seating and chairs that are all brown leather. It has red walls uh, and a bunch of original black and white sketches all over the walls by Pixar animators uh, in like a beautiful sort of artsy way. Really amazing. There's also a sitting area on the other side of the room with leather armchairs, small drink tables, retro board games um, like are on the walls and you can take them off the walls and play them. There's a balcony that you can see from outside the building that you can go look at the uh, Incredicoaster and it's private. It's 150 square feet. It's like pretty small, but you just, it seems like there's, so it seems like it's kind of unclear how, how people get into this place. But, uh, this article that I'm reading from SF gate has like, um, like a couple different accounts of people trying to get in. So one person said that they just heard of it from a friend and then they showed up for their reservation and asked if they could do it. And they could do it. Huh. They just made because Disneyland, all the restaurants now, it's all like app based. Um, yeah, fair. So you can so you can like make reservations at any restaurant. So she showed up for hers and was like, Can I go in the office? And they were like, Yes. Uh, and then she said also that you have to crack a code to get inside <sighs> that's like interactive. Um, like a like like getting into a speakeasy. That's cool. And but she hasn't been able to get back in uh after trying a couple times. She hasn't been able to get back in. Then there was Miranda Lee, who I believe is some kind of like a Disney influencer type person. She uh, said she went with eight to with reservations in the Lamplight Lounge and they checked in. And because they had eight, they escorted her to the office and they didn't know that they were going to the office. Hmm. They didn't know that the office existed. So it seems like sometimes when a big party shows up and the office is available, they might just take you to the office, which is a cool idea. Or maybe they recognized her as Disney influencer Miranda Lee. Who knows? Uh, there's uh, also uh, this other story of Casey Mott, who is a uh, Instagram person. Casey Entertainment Cheese is her in her Instagram. Amazing. Uh, she arrived with a party of 10, and they were one of the first parties of the day, one of the big parties of the day. They got a secret cocktail on the... On the uh, deck because there's a secret cocktail that's only served in the office um, that has Tito's vodka, watermelon liqueur, berry smoothie mix, and agave and served in a martini glass with fresh raspberries. Pretty cool. And uh, a lot of people can't have not been able to get in. Uh, one person said that she tried to get in and every time they just can't get in because there's just not enough people. Like, I guess part of what you need to do is you need to roll pretty deep to get in there. Hmm. And uh, yeah. That's that's the best that's the best anybody can say. It's a secret little clubhouse inside of this restaurant and it's not a luxury experience in the same way that the other ones are. It's just something that can happen, which I think is I think that's really neat. And if you go to the Casey Entertainment Cheese post, uh let me see if I can get the link for you guys. Uh 
sh- th- this post, the last post is like a video and you can kind of see. So maybe you can like talk about how it looks because it's a little bit smaller than I expected. Oh, that's real but tiny. <laughs> but it's nice. It's like, it's nice. And they're on a, they have a private balcony and they're drinking their little special drink on the balcony and you get to see the cool like light walls with the Pixar balls. Yeah. And then literally the last thing is a, a video clip of the bank vault opening and going into the into the into the thing. Yeah, it's really it's neat. I mean, something little special like that that like you spreads word of mouth and stuff. I mean, Disney seems like they're very good at that kind of thing. It's neat to me because you can go in. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, don't Google Casey as in KC because you end up with the if you type in KC Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> You're going to get Chuck E. Cheese home, Kansas City, Missouri. And I don't think that's what uh, you were talking about. No. You know, yeah. Chucky's middle name is, his name is Chuck. Entertainment Cheese. His name is cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Because entertainment well, is his middle name. Now I know that. I love that. Fantastic. Love that. Anyway, Disneyland, come back next week for we'll more. more. I'll do another mini I'll know another Disney mini-sode, too, just because I think it's fun. It is fun. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and listening to the mini-sode along with us. We will be back next week, as Alex said. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out of here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.